Uh, real quick before we get into this, my audio gets kind of fucky sporadically. Just want to apologize that before uh, get too far into this. So hang in there. Hey pals. Hey buddies. Life of Jesus, episode 13. Yeah, we're making some progress. I forgot to smoke anything, so I'm trying to get caught up. Yeah, <laughs> what are you having? I am having a little bit of a peanut butter breath. This is a select click cart. And I have my smorgasbord of concentrates. I had uh, some Dixie Sour Smash gummy. Ooh, yeah. yummy. Those are yeah, good. They're delicious. Yeah, I tried those gummies that that our high priest had last week. The band gummies. So fucking good. You guys, my tolerance is stupid. Typically when I have gummies, I eat 70 to 100 milligrams. I ate 25 milligrams. I was gone. Yeah. I was gone. It was so good. It, it was. It really is just like the best high in the shop. And I do need to go get some more of them. I want to take some to Cosmic Kingdom. <laughs> Gonna get us kicked out. No way. <laughs> I'll be responsible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I will be very happy and very silly while I'm being responsible. So, I mean, if we start this, probably get the Bible out. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <clears throat> I'm using this new pop filter. We'll see what it sounds like. Ooh. Yeah, I'm excited. It's nothing super fancy. Hopefully but... we... There. And hopefully, since I was using different earbuds instead of my headphones, we won't hear your... Your audio through <laughs> my headphones, through my mic. Yeah. That's insane. All right. Enough silliness. Yeah. Let's get to it. Nothing to it but to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so what happened the, the last time? Let's see. Um, There was the centurion that was asking for Jesus' help, but there I mean, was like this level that of... That was episode 11. We just published. So 12. I don't remember. Okay. Every time. Um, Every time. <laughs> there, it started with... Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to cheat. You're going to cheat? It's, I have notes. It, that's, I'm not expecting you to do it without your notes. You could totally have your notes up. <laughs> yeah. The woman kissing Jesus' feet and, and washing them with her tears and drying them with her hair. and I think that's really... Yeah. But this was a... We, we went through some sections of Jesus is for the women and women are for, for Jesus. Yeah. You know, so we went yeah. through some of He's that. He's got to get them on his campaign and there we go. Absolutely. Um, and he healed some blind and mute people, casting out demons. Um, the Pharisees accused him of basically being the devil. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Jesus made it really clear that that was not the case. But I mean, I think you, yeah, that's that's what it was. There was a little bit more that that first section I sent, which it, I mean, we could either put it on to the end of episode twelve or leave it at the beginning in here, because it's kind of weird because Luke has it, you know, happening after whatever happens today, but it was before all this with like keeping in line with Matthew now or however we're we're following this. So it's I don't know what the right order is. I don't either, and I think that's what's really confusing, because I feel like Luke has done better about chronological mm -hmm. order, um, but like Matthew jumps around a lot. Like, but we seem to jump back in chapters a lot with Matthew. Mm -hmm. So 
it makes me trust Luke more with the chronological order. Yeah, unless we get some sort of like like proof, like explanation why. Okay, now Matthew is is right this time. You know, cause, okay, he's there. So is that what we're going with, or? I guess that would make sense because yeah. he was there in this situation. But it also, I don't know, makes me wonder because I know when I recall events, I don't recall them in chronological order. So, I no, don't know. that's fair. Uh, anyways, that, that section. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, was Matthew chapter 12, 46 to 50, Mark chapter 3, 20 yeah. to 21, and 31 to 35, which is kind of weird. And, and it was also Luke <laughs> 8, uh, 19 to 21. Hex yeah. So I got a very non-religious lesson from this, which is probably, I mean, kind of is, but really isn't the lesson that they're teaching here, I guess. I don't know. So Jesus's mom and his brothers, they, they hear he's in, you know, he's around They're They're there basically. And they see the insane amounts of crowd crowding happening around mm-hmm. him and his followers. Well, his disciples, I mean, because they are the followers. <laughs> Basically, they, they're like trying to speak with him. In, in Matthew, it just says that they're trying to speak with him. In Mark, it goes into a little more detail, I think, um, because and they, they weren't like out seeking him or anything. They he, he went home. He went back to where his home is. And, you know, he's always got a crowd. So, of course, there was a crowd there and it was crazy and he couldn't even eat because it was crazy mm-hmm. and when his family saw what like saw what was going on here they went out to seize him that's what my verbiage is yep and yeah his family thinks he he lost it yeah that's my that's my note for this jesus family sees the crowd and think he's thinks he's off his rocker but they they ask to speak to him basically they're trying to get through to talk to him and he, in a way, denounces them. And he does claim the disciples as his family. He claims followers of God as his family. And he explains anyone who, for whoever does the will of God, mm-hmm. is my brother and my sister and mother. Yeah, so he's just explaining that it's not about the blood. That's not what family is. I am family with those who follow the will of my father. And my my non-religious lesson is blood doesn't mean family, but true family is chosen. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just just have, just have a good lesson. Yeah. Yeah. No. Cuz that was a that just felt like a very strong point to me even if even if that's not exactly the lesson they are trying to teach. Well, le- well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess it's, I didn't get that from that but i had no idea what exactly they're trying to say i didn't get like a lesson like that i feel like he is showing that his biological blood related mother and brothers Mm -hmm. don't believe him and don't believe in him and that this is the truth and for that they're not family he doesn't view them that way because his family is going to be the people who do believe him and trust in him. Can we talk about this now, that his mom isn't believing him anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that as I was saying that, because I've got flashes back to her, you know, 
walking through the desert to go give birth in a in a manger, a stable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she did all that. She Not- This was a cover up, man. This was a cover up. <laughs> Angels didn't speak to her. Come on. No, it was because he doesn't look quite mm-hmm. like his dad. <laughs> not, not as much as his brothers do. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But the crazy part is when people use, well, like when people talk about that as being a possibility that she just got pregnant from someone else or even from him, it's like they make it sound like she she chose to like cheat on him or do this thing she shouldn't have done yet. In reality, like we we still know a lot of the culture over there at that time yeah the victim blaming was the part of the yeah and the abuse and <laughs> mm-hmm. the rape like it i don't want to go too heavy into that because that's a very heavy topic especially right now but like that's a very real thing that we also need to talk about even even if it was a cover-up <laughs> it might not have necessarily been what we're thinking here mm-hmm. especially considering her age because she would have been what 13 14 I don't know. That's always the age I've heard. I never heard that. Now I'm curious oh. and need to find that. Yes, please. Absolutely. It really depends on what source you're going from. A lot of the Christian sources are saying 12 to 14, but a lot of the like EDU and uh, more science-based sources appear to be 14 to 16. So still like okay young. yeah no I mean wow yeah it's crazy <laughs> to think about it's always imagined you know like twenty year old that that that's what it was yeah. like, kind of always depicted as growing up yeah because we have to make it seem like it's acceptable because the story that they're telling us is actually really fucked up <laughs> sorry that's really off of what you know from where we're at but there's some complexity <laughs> to that yeah. okay. It just says that they want to, like, seize him. They want to get him. Like, do they think he's, like, lost it completely? Or is it just they realize how dangerous this is? And, like, oh, you've made your point, son. Come on home now. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, if, if I'm being honest, if I had a, a sibling who, I don't know, was going around speaking in that kind of a manner, talking about, you know, God the Father and being the Son of God, I would think they have a severe god complex some narcissistic (laughs) issues some shit that needs figured out (laughs) if he was born with that though and they knew it was gonna happen but see they're they're now seeing that it's like gotten so far they didn't maybe they thought it wasn't gonna actually (laughs) become a big thing why would people ever believe that you know well if an angel came to me and said you know i'm I'm gonna pop out a baby that's magical then i'm gonna like okay this baby's gonna always be magical right yes but the point that they believed the story to begin with i guess Mm -hmm. that the baby was magical she probably did not expect it to go that far and then it did (laughs) i don't know that's what makes logical sense that it was some cover-up, a lie that got out of hand. So it wasn't about whether or not he's magical now and versus as a baby. It's about whether the baby was ever magical or it was a lie. This was all to teach his mom a lesson. Like, why'd you have to lie about that? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I just think that this is a cover-up. Oh, 100%. The whole birth of Jesus, Cover-up. Cover uh, is it Jesus covering up or is it Mary and Joseph covering up? 
Mary and Joseph. Okay. So then is he still getting back at his family then? Like, well, you've done this. I don't think he's getting back at anyone right now. No. Okay. I think maybe there's a little salt in the wound there with his verbiage, but I don't think he's trying to get back at anybody. He's like, you have the choice, man. This is what family is. That's that. But see, logically to me then still, okay, they lied that this baby was magical. And then the baby found out they lied about the magical. And the baby was like, well, I guess I'm magical. Sounds like this is inevitably my eye. Like, is some sort of response to that then? It very well could be. Okay. I think, I think it might be a response to that, but I don't think that it is with ill intent or revenge. I think much more likely that it was just rewritten. <laughs> it was just, you know, he's got to have a fantastical start. And like, everybody is born virgin, so we just have to, yep, this is how it kind of works. Fair yeah, I don't, I don't think that was his true origin story. Ooh, that's intriguing. In Mark, mine didn't say it was his family trying to, like, seize him, but his friends. Like, the note was just, they want to get him because he needed to get some rest. You know, he's, he's just working too hard. Not that he was crazy, but... So Jesus had friends. Were these his disciple friends? Like, what are you doing out here? Or were these his old friends that he had before he left? interesting yeah my note says uh the members of jesus's earthly family his mother and they have to note half brothers and sisters interesting they believe he is out of his mind on account of all that has happened see what is better friends or family ah yes yes those belonging to him well like okay and the, I guess, more technical translation that they have for Bible Hub is, and having heard of it, those belonging to him went out who sees him. They were saying, for he is out of his mind. Interesting. So, I don't know what's better, friends or family. I don't, I don't think either of those are good. Yeah, I'm looking at the word real quick, see if I can get any more insight with that. I feel even more confused now. Yeah, it's just, what I'm finding for it is just the people who were beside him. Yeah, because that really doesn't fit either. I mean, it could fit both, but it doesn't necessarily fit either. I would assume in that situation, that would be talking about his followers. It could be, yeah. Just the people of the town. Wait, the followers or the people of the town? Well, the followers in that town, the, the crowd that is gathered in that town, because it's his hometown, you know? Mm, okay. But th- if those were those fans, they're not going to be like, he's mad, let's take him home to rest. Which is why I feel extra confused. So who else are you because... beside? You're, you're beside your family in a family photo, so is this Jesus' wife and kids he left? Ooh, yeah. When he left the Pharisee mm-hmm. life? Mm, could be. I don't know. I should call my dad and be like, hey, explain this. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the New American Standard Bible says when his own people heard of this, they went out to take custody of him, for they were saying he has lost his senses. Hmm. Honestly, I feel like that one fits the original the best. The people that were around. It fits the best, but I don't think it makes sense yeah i'm i'm confused on how the par 
coming from any like beside beside become and if it's beside then it should just be like the people from that area you said just you know mm-hmm. like the, his probably his not followers like this guy's crazy we need to lock him up that's a good point i think it is wild how incredibly different both of ours were translated <laughs> from that that's insane people wonder why i can't trust this book it has too many plot holes <laughs> uh, anyhow i did not even have that much i was not expecting to talk that much on that oh me oh, either God. oh me either <laughs> Any, anything else for it no i think i'm good on that okay. we can go into the section that's definitely for today yes jesus, is, jesus starts his parable yes oh boy my Bible also has like a list, 30 parables that Jesus now says throughout, you know, going forward. Holy cow. Yeah. And that section is Matthew chapter 13, 1 to 52, Mark chapter 4, 1 to 34, and Luke chapter 8, 4 to 18. Yeah. So Jesus is speaking to his followers out by the sea. Okay. He's on a boat again. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, there's still all these people, like, clamoring to touch him while he talks, and he needs to get on a boat away from people. But, like, how far away out on the water are they that they're not worried about people swimming to get to them? So, I'm wondering how everyone on shore heard him. Because if you're trying to shout way out on the water to shore, no one's ever going to know what you're talking about anyway. Like, I don't know if you've ever shouted yeah. over the water. It's very windy i don't know yeah okay see i completely overlooked the part that he was on a boat i just saw that he was by the sea and that's what i like hooked onto no but you're right he was on a boat because he had to get away from people so yeah he had to have been out a little ways how could they have heard him or counter argument why was he on a boat if the boat wasn't out far that's not protecting him at all fair that was just his soapbox Maybe. He just because he was the Maybe. fisher of men or whatever he'd go there and he stood in a boat okay that's his thing maybe okay potentially and perhaps <laughs> so it's either a very strong defensive measure that they obviously must have needed or some sort of marketing stuff okay i'm glad that's up <laughs> and uh he's he's speaking on this this sower parable is how it's referred to okay that was the one that they all had and because they all because it's the only one that jesus did sit down and break down but one of i can't remember mark or luke one of them said that he did explain more of them he sat down and explained all of them that he said to the disciples but this is the only one that we're getting for certain where jesus and he's like you know here's what this is and he yeah just, yeah it yeah, really breaks things agree. down mm-hmm <clears throat> Which is interesting, because I'm reading the first set of verses here, like um, Matthew 13, 1 to 9. And uh, I was like, man, he's just going to give this whole ass parable and not actually explain it. That's really unlike him. And then I realized the entire next section was him explaining (laughs) it. I I wrote for my notes, he speaks on needing roots for a strong, healthy crop. I assume this lesson is we need to... Um, we need deep grounded roots in our lives or we won't grow. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, 
That was just my assumption. I was kind of annoyed because I was like, man, I don't get an actual explanation. But fine. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ends up being what this is all about. <laughs> He's saying, you know, you, you've got these seeds and you know, some are going to fall fall out of your pockets while you're walking through and working and some are going to fall on on rocky ground and some will fall in the path and like birds will eat them and he's just going through all these different scenarios and the disciples after he's done with this are just like so i don't know they're they're questioning him on this like why are you only speaking in parables yes this is something people don't understand (laughs) yeah the disciples really he never done this before but this is supposed to be something that jesus is now really known for it's just like oh let's let's do these parables so that but these parables are very obvious like they see i don't know if it's just because like growing up in church and hearing them a lot it's like they they seem pretty obvious though and it's like you're you're gonna talk about the sower or this pearl or whatever like okay yeah people walking by aren't gonna necessarily know what you're talking about but if they're listening they Mm -hmm. will they'll they'll catch the point of it there's always Mm -hmm. that moral of the story and like it makes sense but at the same time it's like why um i mean the reasons given by my bible were varied depending on the book and the note and the verse on why he would have been doing this from just trying to reach people's minds who aren't getting it to not letting authorities know what he's talking about interesting i was just saying that like okay if you remembered from the last episode uh, all the stuff about the impartable sin like how you can't go against the holy spirit like that it's claiming like that is what really offended the jewish leaders the most where now they're really Mm -hmm. after him and now he's like trying to hide what he's saying in parable oh shit and it's like why why are they so upset that they're you're not like that he's introduced an impartable sin you think that might be better for controlling people if they that's their goal you would think you would think or they're just but then like, i also look at our government don't worry you know just in the right sacrifice we'll pardon anything <laughs> yeah oh my god well i mean matt tells us very directly that it's like well i'm doing these parables because there's this prophecy that someone's going to speak in parables and they're not going to know what they're going to say. And it feels like if Matt's the one that's, he's the one that's always bringing this up. He's trying to get this, this side of, we want to disprove the Jews and use their stuff against them. Like, oh, I just, I just read this new text I found that nobody else has read before. And there was the prophecies about parables or something. And mm-hmm. so you can do that now, or we can do this. And so it's like at this point, was Matthew like this great researcher and knew about all this stuff, or was he like the equivalent of a keyboard warrior? Interesting. I feel like he knew about it. Yeah, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that? Uh, I don't know. It just feels right. I mean, he had to know that enough to for Jesus to notice and be like, "You seem to know enough about this stuff. Find Talk find me some it. more things to to let's, let's get more of these prophecies fulfilled." Mm-hmm. In. 24 to 30 i thought that was kind of interesting because it's a separate sower parable but it is kind of a continuation um going on like with the the good crops Mm -hmm. um in the in the good soil and stuff and you know weeds are going to grow and it talks about how we shouldn't pull them because it will disrupt the crops 
you don't want that Rinse to happen. Rinse the tares instead of weeds. Um, but. So you wait until harvest time and then you harvest them together. You harvest the weeds first and pile them to burn and you then harvest the wheat to save in the barn. Mm-hmm. And I was really trying to, I, I get a very surface level meaning of this, but I feel like there should be more to it that I'm not understanding. Because like, like... Well, what's the surface level meaning? You're going to have weeds come up in your life. You're going to have problems arise that try to inhibit your growth. I think I just found my deeper meaning. They try to inhibit your growth. But no, no, still, I don't get it. I don't get it. But they will be they will be removed. Like, is this just saying God will take care of the problems? God will, you know, is there through it but you have to go through the heavy work is that what this means i don't understand this parable <laughs> i mean this was only in um that that part was only in matthew right i don't remember it coming up in the others yeah that felt very much a direct like a political thing against the pharisees and the the, the old jewish religion interesting that's what it really just seemed like because that's i mean that's the strong point of matthew that goes across he he seems to be explaining what a martyr is like okay well you have all these these people that sure we could rescue and and, and save to this religion whatever word you want to use but they're they're very connected to this other you know guy who's probably not very good but we can't do anything about him so don't worry about it because in the time of judgment you know God'll God'll worry about him. Uh, that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like we're really getting into this strong judgment stuff, and this still doesn't. If this is Matthew seeing the Jesus that he really was, it is still not a very peaceful person now, though. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Wow, that's wild. Okay, so this is a political s- move. This little section of verses. Uh, I don't know. Yours could write definitely. I don't feel like it is because it doesn't make sense there's no spirituality to it you can't get here's my thing there's weeds growing around Mm -hmm. but we don't do anything about it until it's time to harvest i cannot figure out what the meaning to that is i don't get it like i'm i i want to understand well because uh in it was like an enemy that planted it because they wanted to mess them up so it's like he planted them and it, it's not there's they the wheat isn't fully grown yet so the weeds come up and they're like should we get rid of the weeds so that they don't really kill everything else it's like ah oh, just just keep taking care of it because if you pull out that 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 weed the tear it will pull out some wheat with it that didn't get to finish growing so mm-hmm. just wait until the wheat the wheat's ready so when you take out the weed and the the wheat comes up with it it's already done we can gather that up like we can still have good wheat at the end interesting i'm s- it's still it still doesn't make sense to me because then wouldn't your crops not be as healthy because there's all these weeds growing up and... i guess you just gotta take care of them more <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah that's wild that's all i gotta say yeah yep okay but who is the like who is the sower supposed to be in this scenario I don't know, but now I want to know. Okay, because, I mean, it made sense to me that it's like, okay, this is God is the sower, and he just kind of throws people around. He he doesn't have much control about what happens, and sorry about that. Yeah. Like, that feels weird. That is (laughs) weird. It's all just random. If you feel 
very minuscule. Yeah. I mean, I can get that from science yeah. too, but damn, that's like just straight up intentionally making you min- minuscule, you know? At least with science, it's all just because. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just happening. No one's behind mm-hmm. it. God is that. If, if it's supposed to be he doesn't, he doesn't control much, then it's Jesus' whole thing that God was slacking. And we're, our job is to pick up wherever he slacks. And that's like a weird thing to be putting forward. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Jesus was the 2.0 update. I mean, he really, he, yeah, he was. Okay. Gotta get all those patches in. The stuff the quick fixes can't do. The hard fixes. Oof. Yeah, I agree though. Because Jesus came in as the 2.0 update. And we are just the ones who have to deal with the crumbly messes that aren't patched yet (laughs) so we're constantly trying to figure out these inner working patches create them wait so are we fixing them or are we just living around them i think we're living around them but i don't know no i don't know because i think we can create these patches i think we can but in our own lives not for the world so it's like a personal save kind of deal rather than the whole game okay he at least turned the free will meter a little bit up. We may not have full free will, but we got something. Because I know any god that exists did not create me to not... <laughs> I don't know. What? He wouldn't create people to uh, to dislike him. Why not? Would you actively do something that you knew was going to upset you and hurt you for eons when you know that it could just not exist? Um... I mean, if if he's if God's anything like us, there's that whole shocky guy thing where he sits there and himself freaking shocks in 15 minutes because he could, but he didn't have to. Maybe he just he needed something stimulate some other sort of. I don't know. <laughs> God's in pain. Maybe he's trying to just not realize it. Why? I want to know all the things. I had never remembered actually hearing that. Um, the weed and the weed to the tears and the weed ever before yeah hmm. that that second one me either mm-hmm. that was probably the first time i don't know like that that just seems something that was always skipped it does because it doesn't feel relevant i don't know doesn't have enough meaning <laughs> to fit the agenda i guess sorry this note made me laugh it's a little off the current topic but it's still on the sower <laughs> thing um let's see I put, sown in good soil is obviously the follower of God and produces much fruit, even though this parable is using grain as the example. I would be a bit concerned if my grain crops were producing fruit. Well, no, they have to produce the fruit of the the plant. Gee. No, but fruit. But fruit. It doesn't, (laughs) we're not talking about peaches. It's, It's talking about wheat in mine, so there should not be fruit growing on my wheat yeah but like the fruit's probably coming from because that's that's the part of the plant you're gonna harvest and so it's the fruit of the plant from that word whatever but it's not necessarily fruit because it's grain i think it was a silly word choice and i think it's silly mm. that's okay. all i'm not looking to debate you on it i just <laughs> think it's funny because i feel like it almost has its own deeper meaning now yeah yeah because the people who modern day follow christianity the average i would say they they talk about these seeds that they're growing 
but what they're producing is not what they said they were growing but they're definitely producing something and what is it i just don't um it's bullshit that's what it is that's what i don't want to be a part of all right (laughs) mustard seeds mustard seeds (laughs) it was very short okay because we had those long parables now we got Mm -hmm. uh, a two verse parable now why is this why isn't this just a metaphor now why is this going into it I agree that it is more of metaphor than a parable. Um, apparently, in one of my Bible notes, uh, it mentioned that the word that they're getting parable from could just mean anything from metaphor, simile. So it's like comparison. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to call this the mustard seed metaphor then instead of parable. This was one of your one of your mom's favorites, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, um, I think, the, the, the Mark version because it's a little bit more prettier or something okay but, yeah um she had a mustard seed taped inside her bible like next to it to be like just how small it is whatever i think that's really sweet why it's just a very visual thing and even if it's not my beliefs like i do that in my own beliefs so like i don't have all of this in my in my grimoire yet but i am working on writing all of that and designing all of that because i want it to be pretty but like in talking about my different you know the different stones and crystals i want to like glue them in there as a representation and i don't know i guess i just like it because i do things like that i get the the depth behind it i guess because i feel that way too yeah i mean it made it easy to like pick it out the, the, for the, that pastor at the funeral like pick it out to you and her it what kind of service is that is that the eulogy memorial? memorial the i guess that would be part of the eulogy yeah yeah i mean it is it, the the lesson from it is just a little good can get you a lot of good yeah this tiny little mustard seed turns into a big tree mm-hmm. like so big birds will sit in it like he had he that's what he said he's like, yeah birds yeah that made me laugh (laughs) in the air yeah but i think it's yeah that's really it (laughs) i know a little bit of good can translate into a lot of bit of good and i do agree with that but it just doesn't have this huge deep meaning i guess um yeah i know i don't the the meaning um we've always had was like very much the church meaning like you just you gotta have the smallest as long as you have that you're gonna be fine so it's like hey i'm gonna i know i have way more faith in god than this mustard seed but that's all i need that's a weird thing that i'm saying it out loud no i feel that i feel that because i see the sweet like church side of that but i also see the i don't know like I can't base my entire life off of um, something I only believe a tiny bit about. Because yeah. if that was the case, I would still consider myself a Christian. I still follow the teachings of Jesus to an extent. I absolutely pick and choose what I believe when it comes to the Bible. And it's less of what I believe happened and more of the lessons I've gained from reading about mm. it. So he could be fake and that's fine with me because this fictional creature's creature person (laughs) still had some good lessons but i'm not 
you know, cool with making that my identity and making that dictate how I live my life. Not in the religious sense, at least. <laughs> I do still take from those lessons. Yeah. Yeah, just a, hmm. yeah, it's just a weird thought exercise to go from there to there. Kind of like the opposite, but same thing happening. Like that's what... Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I mean, that one was short. The next one was only just a verse. Apparently, I had it set out that this is like the Levin parable. Mm-hmm. There were, there were a few of them that were just a verse or two. Oh, and between the mustard seed and the others, the disciples, again, you know didn't understand the sower parable and asked Jesus to explain. Okay, but first, I don't understand this leaven thing. Can you explain? The leaven yeah. thing? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that that one was up there. I thought that was after they explained the the parable. Oh, no, that, that, was, that was right before. Let me pull it out here. Find it. It is Matthew 13, 33. Um, so, so when you're baking, your leavening agent is what's going to make, like, your bread rise. It's going to make your baked good rise. Um, but in order for it to work as it should, it needs to be well mixed with, with your other ingredients, your flour. Um, and if it's not, you know, it's not going to work out. <laughs> so this is, I think what it's going to here is, let's see... So it's saying the kingdom of heaven is like the leaven that a a woman took and hid in three measures of flour. So it's one part leavening agent. So Mm -hmm. yeah, one part leavening agent, three parts flour. This is in our lives, the kingdom of heaven, Jesus, God, the whatever light energy you want to call it is that leavening agent and so it just kind of mixes its way into our life and just kind of intertwines until it's to the point where you can't separate them i that's my assumption Hmm. that's how i took it okay i mean yeah i took it as more of that too like yeah because i mean that that makes all sense you're gonna want you're gonna need your dough to rise so that you can bake with it and everything and you know you're gonna start with a small thing and it's gonna get bigger again the mustard seed you know we need to uh, i think it's adding a little bit more because mustard seeds like well you can start with this it doesn't matter how small but then this one's more about like investing like well you gotta actually do it yeah so then then it can happen but where i got confused was my bible note was like well every other time that jesus talks about leaven it's a bad thing so this might be a bad about a bad thing about how the presence of evil will spread within Christianity. Wow, I'm just looking at my note and seeing that mine is saying kind of a similar thing. Like where where is that coming from? Oh, okay. Mine goes into it a little bit more. So Jesus uses a metaphor of leaven, which usually has a negative connotation in scripture, to symbolize the positive hidden premonition of the kingdom of heaven in this world. The kingdom is indeed active, though not fully visible to the world, because it begins in the inner transformation of the heart. Three measures, which was about 50 pounds, would have been, would have uh, produced enough bread to feed 100 people. So this is like a A fuck ton of bread. Okay, that makes more sense. In a tiny little bit of the the kingdom of heaven. But I, I think that that, that made it make more sense to me at least like it's 
the kingdom of heaven not on a personal level but in the world yeah the the kingdom of heaven how he's going for it like i that just felt more of a way to say like how the how the world works how the universe like this is this is how everything's work if you think down to it like kind of thing like the kingdom of heaven like when and like it's just the earth thing this is yeah i mean because it was supposed to be the kingdom made by heaven that's true heaven hmm i think that's really interesting at first i was a little annoyed when i saw that you know i saw the 50 pounds and i was like this is they're going into measurements why what is the purpose well i mean that kind of it makes sense it was needed it made it click in my head (laughs) yeah after the 11 that he he tells everyone to go away and then he just has uh, like a chill jam sesh with his bros back at a house somewhere for the rest of the night and they're like you gotta tell us more about these parables man yeah yeah what, what do they mean there's like you, got, you gotta explain this and he, he really breaks him down and it's very weird seeing how it's just like just in the bible like this was this this was this this was this <laughs> it's like yeah what? i agree it is super weird mm. yeah i um i mentioned in my notes that um i said the disciples didn't understand the parable or didn't understand the parable even after jesus explained it so they asked again (laughs) jesus explains in a more spiritual detail about this parable yeah okay but what is your matthew 13 42 and throw them into the fiery furnace in the place that there will be um in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth yes that was oh every time Jesus says is supposed to be saying like this end of the world whenever like we're gonna harvest them and this is gonna happen. It's always for me like wailing and gnashing of teeth. And it's just like a weird thing to just say. I f- I feel like there has to be something else. That's interesting. We could look at the Greek Bible for that too. Yeah, it's it's been every single time he ta- he whenever he talks about the end time, he doesn't say it. He's just like, and then there will be wailing and gnashing teeth like what where did this translation come from why are we saying this because why is he just saying that that's there'll be gnashing teeth right is this that's creepy a very localized saying like i don't know man Hmm. i don't like it though interesting what do you got uh it doesn't really change much but um the word used for for weeping um means to grieve loudly or sorry grieve audibly mm-hmm. i just thought that was weird bitter grief that springs from utterly hopeless a phrase denoting a gnashing of teeth snarling growling right hmm. but like because i think matt's the only one that ever has this really worrying of this end of the world wailing yeah i did not see that in mark or luke both of theirs were a lot shorter, too. Yeah, they, they just got the important part out again. I don't know. They, they picked the one they liked and went with it. They weren't going all political. What else did you have? Um, next thing I have is in Mark. Mark what, in Mark 1? Mark four twenty one to 25. There's what I call an attempt at a parable. Because in my eyes, it is not a good parable it doesn't actually make sense yeah and matt didn't include it either so it's, it's one that he's like yeah. no this is weak jesus we're, we're not keeping it 
pretty much. Yeah, Matt didn't include it. Luke made it a two-sentence thing, like... <laughs> um, but, I mean, I don't think he was trying to make it a parable, though. It was listed as a parable in my Bible. Really? Mm, this mm-hmm. one isn't, because it's just like, you know, you're going to light a candle to see. You're going to... You're not going to hide it under somewhere. That's dumb. That doesn't seem like a parable. But. Well, I think that's why it was so confusing to me, because I'm trying to see it as a parable. Because... I guess it was my... my Bible note that listed it as a parable but um yeah because it's saying you know you you don't bring a a lamp you know under a blanket or under your bed because the purpose is to see with it but then it goes into hearing and um you know like if you have ears listen does his new catchphrase (laughs) yeah 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 and and he's talking about you know pay attention to what you hear so I'm like, okay, both are good points. Why are they together? And why is this a parable? Because this is not a parable. And these two things are not connected. I don't understand how the hearing and the lamps are connected. Mm, I think maybe you're going too far into like just your... Let's see. Take heed what ye hear with what measure ye met. It shall be measured to you and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him will be taken, even that which he hath. Oh, wow. Because, like, I understand his point. Like, people are going to sit there and listen to him and not understand what he's Mm -hmm. saying. And he's, you know, saying, pay attention to what you're hearing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm just not getting it. (laughs) I'm not getting how they're connected. You're just uh, not getting why Mark had to throw it in? I'm just not understanding how the lamps being under, you know lamps are made to see Mm -hmm. and to you know it doesn't go under stuff so i I don't understand why those connect i think he just topic changed and no okay if one parable can be one section and it's one verse can freaking separate them too (laughs) fuck yeah do you know how much time i spent being pissed off that i couldn't understand or find the meaning to this the connection Mm -hmm. so (laughs) bullshit i don't feel like I feel like they're all connected and like he's just starting over and saying something else, but not necessarily having to do exactly with what he just said. Okay, but I feel the same about the 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 leavening parable mm-hmm. and the mustard yeah. seed. They did not need to be together. They shouldn't have been oh, together. Oh, my head, I'm separate. Oh. It's just however what you got your Bible. At least in that one, those were separate paragraphs. They were in the same section, but they were separate paragraphs. Even that. That would be lovely. <laughs> I'm just critiquing the writing more now than anything. Your, your but Bible formatting. It, yes, my Bible formatting. But it's it really is hard to to read and understand when there's so many like issues with formatting. Because when it's so sectioned off like Bibles are... You expect things in the same section, in the same paragraph to be connected and to mean something, be in context together. And when they're not, it's like, well, why aren't they? What am I missing? And you spend so much time focusing on the one little thing. When in reality, these are two small things not connected. Mm -hmm. That's all. (sighs) Sorry. I had to be salty, I guess. (laughs) Okay. Got anything else? Um, Let's see. What about parable five? What what is parable five? The hid treasure. I didn't make any notes on that one. No. Mm-mm. I mean, it is just another one that's just one verse. 
You said it in Matthew? Yep, it's Matthew 13, verse 44. That's a weird one. Yes, because it's saying, like, it's, you know, if, if you found some treasure in a field, you're going to be like, wow, this is great. I'm going to go sell everything so I can buy this land and get this treasure before anyone else finds it. I got to hide it and, and do this. It's like, what? I don't understand. I feel like I just kind of skimmed over this because I didn't mm-hmm. deem it important, I guess. The- but I don't understand it. <laughs> he, he starts it with, like, again, the kingdom of heaven is like this treasure. Like, you're going to find it. You're going to do everything you can to get it, even hide it away so others can't get to it before you get it because you need it. It was a very weird point. Yeah. Um, my Bible note is like, well, the, the, the explanation is like, oh, Christ is supposed to be this man, and he's sacrificing everything he has to to get his people uh, yeah. but, i mean i've never heard this treasure i haven't either my bible note says buys the field does not suggest earning one's salvation and um, instead the parable emphasizes the supreme value of the hidden treasure the kingdom of heaven um, which is worth more than any sacrifice one could make to acquire it mm-hmm. interesting Okay, but I mean, we have to mention that it's totally some sort of plant in the field. And he just stumped upon it. He's like, holy crap, there's good weed here. I gotta buy this area. <laughs> yeah, he found a real good weed patch mm-hmm. in somebody's field. And that's all the kingdom of this heaven is, mine. is. It's just this plant. Is there yes, a strain called that yet? The kingdom of yeah. heaven? Let me find out. I'm sure there is. Okay, okay. I am thinking there is not actually a strain called kingdom of heaven okay well that's the next strain that needs to be made yep anybody out there who uh cross breeds their <laughs> weed fuck that they should just name it the high priest <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Gotta yep. get just uh, wh- why why uh so then we can smoke it on the show oh, okay it'd be pretty dope but see, it's still like you were saying with it's it's worth any sacrifice you have to give to get it. But it's there's still this strong he's he's hiding it and to keeping it for himself. And why is that? That's where I'm at. Like there there's some greed involved uh-huh. in this because it's like okay, I don't need anything. I can make money and get whatever I need from this. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but then parable six right after that hid treasure is the pearl which again is only two verses and it's still another thing like Mm -hmm. man finds very valuable things sells everything to get it that that fits more with like the explanation they had for the other one like you'll do anything you can to get it like he wants he's trying to get it before Mm -hmm. somebody else gets it yeah but it's the that greed is a lot less thick than in the hidden treasure one yeah i agree yeah I, I think that's kind of interesting because uh, that really plays into the whole cult side of things. Typically when you're getting involved in cults or other bullshit, you know, there's some startup fees, <laughs> things you got to do. Yeah. Got to sell all your belongings and possessions to be a part of it. Yes, because you got to pay that entrance fee to get into it so that they can maintain and keep it going. This is telling us that we have to get rid of our worldly possessions to be open to i guess for lack of better words spiritual rewards Mm -hmm. and i mean he's already kind of he said that for his disciples like you really want to do what i did and just gotta leave it all behind and go just do it man 
But because the Pearl is the one that if you're going to hear, you hear. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I didn't actually know the Pearl one prior to this. Really? But I did hear. Yeah. Never mm. heard that one. But I have heard the, the net one that follows yeah. that. Okay. Let's see. I think the net is when I when I got to it. I think the only note I have for that is yup. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any notes for that <laughs> because either. Because again, like, you just get to it. It's, it's just like, oh, harvesting the, the wheat in the weeds. You know, you're going to pick through what you found at your net you went fishing how many of jesus's parables actually just have the same meaning uh, i i mean I, I i think a lot also because he always starts them again the kingdom of heaven yeah it's like this this is how it works this is what we're gonna have yep. to do we're just gonna have to pick through you all and find a good <laughs> or he could be counter examples like again could be like but also this like oh it's this but it's also this and it's also this and now can you wrap your head around all of this at once right okay Ooh. okay what else you got okay this isn't a parable but it's set up just the same like that last like verse 51 and 52 about the householder it's not in my table of parables but then it's set up just like the other thing kind of like the candle that's not in the table it's still mm -hmm. set up like why are we how are we separating this what are we counting anymore right that's a good point Don't. what makes this different than the parables to not be considered one of the, his parables <laughs> hmm. um which one was it or sorry what verse uh was? matthew 13 51 and 52 right you said that i am very confused on what he's because he's just like are you understanding everything i've said and they're like yeah he's like okay Therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. And I didn't have anything, any notes for it. Kind of confused. Um, well, what he means by a householder and bringing treasure out of his house? That's from whenever. Um, my Bible note says. True disciples will grow in understanding through Jesus' teachings. Um, they are like the man who brings out of, out of his treasure what is new and what is old, in that they understand both the new revelation from Jesus and how it fulfills the old promises of the Old Testament. Hmm. So, okay. yeah, I guess that's just kind of a weird way of <laughs> bringing in the prophecies. Okay, yeah, I think it's... Every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom, every scribe, everyone who can teach it or who knows about this, you are supposed to be like the man, the, a householder, someone in charge of a house, like the head of a clan, whatever, of finding okay. these so new and like old leaders. stories and sharing them with your people. Get it? Yeah. That makes sense. Adding new when you need it. It is an oral tradition. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So it's kind of like a like and subscribe. It's like, okay, you liked it. Go say it. Yep. <laughs> this is, oh my God, this is going back to, okay. This religion is a like multi-level marketing ordeal. Yeah. It, it's just, that is the religion, which is really funny because I can't even tell you how many Christians I've heard refer to Jehovah's Witnesses as multi-level marketing religions. Yeah, that 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 is the, the major one. I, I think because that's the one that it's most apparent in to everyone. Definitely, definitely. But like, this is a hundred percent that every like going back to the other treasure, the hidden treasure thing. Um, like, you have to be willing to get rid of all of your earthly possessions to do the will of God. 
even if that means selling your house, even if that means selling your car, your dog, your family's souls, literally. Yeah, <laughs> and that that seems weird. But, and he's also been described as you know uh, a man that lives it up, gluttonous, you know that whole thing from before. Like, uh, so yeah. how is he living it up to be able to do whatever we can? Like, look at me, I gave it yeah. all up, and now I have this because convinced a bunch of people to take care of me. Right. So you need to get to this level, but only, you know, oh my God, it just, ah, uh, ah, uh. because <laughs> the people who are at the top of that, there's only room for really one <laughs> to, you know, and, and as you keep going down, he made sure there was a big gap in how many people can be at his level because it's really just him. And then you go down a level and you've got the disciples and there's 12 of them. And then you've got their people. <laughs> I would include... I would include John the Baptist really in at the same level as where the disciples are. Yeah. But like, yeah, then they have their followers and those people go out and those people, it's a fucking pyramid scheme. This whole religion is a fucking pyramid yeah. scheme. And I don't know why it took me until right now to realize that. <laughs> oh my God. I think we were talking about it when we had the disciple thing. Like, so yeah, he's got 12. No, you need to go out your own 12 and then get... <laughs> It didn't click how much this religion <laughs> was. The the whole, all of it is, it, it just, oh my god, oh my god. Because they, they've, they've fixed it so that while, yes, there's only one human who can be at that top level, it, he's not the only one because there's Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, whatever. That's fucking sneaky. Oh, That's fucking okay. sneaky. But... Yeah, in Mark, verse 33 and 34, I have, like, this is, really makes it seem like this is all part of a sneaky plan. Jesus is sneaky, Ooh. okay? I was getting some vibes that he might be. 33, mm. let's see. And with many such parables spake he the word unto them, as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spake he not unto them. When they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Okay. Because he didn't explain yeah. it. He just said all this, this nonsense. And that's where I'm like, what's going on? Why are you doing this? And like, okay, don't worry, guys. This, this is my plan because it's, I think, bringing up the prophecy thing and their stuff again. Like, yeah. well, I have to go and do this. It's cool. This is what this all means. But we don't get all of it because it's got to be a secret. Yeah, absolutely. Also, okay, I just have to point out, if you have to go out of your way to make a prophecy happen, that's not actually a... F prophecy being fulfilled why not in my opinion it is I, not because it, in this in the context of the bible well because you think about all oh, these prophecies have to be this fantastical thing this prophecy is just a man will speak in parables and people will understand a lot of prophecies from the old testament are kind of simple someone from the east will come from will go to the west and rule that's gonna happen just, okay yeah sure like, this is a lot of just general things, and it's like, well, I think if, if Jesus was thrown into this as a lie, or he just really got into this on his own deep-end hyperfixation, like, this is what he wanted to be when he grew up. He's like, how many of these prophecies can I fulfill? Interesting. I, I feel like you can, you can do the said things, but I feel as if it is not the fulfilling of a prophecy if you're aware and actively trying to do these things because then i could go fulfill these prophecies 
what's stopping any other person speaking in parables that people don't understand to have maybe that's you know not been that's jesus's point to be like you can just do this stuff it's not a big deal stop caring about go. this old religion so much hmm, interesting no but you're totally right that is sneaky <laughs> that whole part about him talking with the disciples and explaining it all mm -hmm. you have to be high t high enough tiered to be tiered up enough to be given the access to that information well yeah because i mean otherwise uh, anyone could get it and then jesus could get in trouble he'd be overthrown because everybody would become jesus <laughs> nobody else is allowed to get to spiritual enlightenment oh and that's where the buddha and jesus are different yeah yep in in buddhism there is no belief in in a god the belief is that you are your god and to and your goal is to seek spiritual enlightenment and that's literally what buddha did <laughs> he taught everybody how to seek spiritual enlightenment instead of keeping those secrets to himself and only sharing you know well the minute details he hasn't he wasn't doing this before this wasn't his go-to thing i think in matt i think 13 12 and verse 12 and 13 i could see more like jesus's real explanation was put out like it's like well they're not listening to me when i'm saying exactly what i want so i'm gonna like dumb it down see if they can still follow along i feel like the parables were less of a way to dumb it down and more of a way to force them to think critically yeah. well yeah i mean i guess in my head dumb it down I mean, I'm like, if this, then of course this. I guess, but I feel like it's an of course to you because you grew up in the religion. Mm. But I don't think it's just an of course to everyone. No? Um, because, like, for me, even some of the, the parables today that we read that I hadn't heard before that you had, I was not getting. I was just not mm. getting. And I think that's where the critical thinking comes in because... I don't know, when I, when I say dumb it down, I'm going to put it in the most simple terms that there is no reason to think. I'm just giving it to you as basic as possible in the most blunt terms. Mm -hmm. But critical thinking, I feel, is the complete opposite. It's forcing you to think and work it out in your head. Okay. To me, it was like, I feel like he was forcing you to critically think before with using the actual stuff, and now he's like... They're, they're, they're saying, like, this is wrong, so now I'm going to use everyday examples that they're going to be like, well, well, you know, if this means this, I can compare it to well then right now, but that means that. I think that that is accurate for today, because looking at this now today, we have all the other context to go with mm -hmm. it. But the people who were there, who he was speaking to, didn't have the other context that we have. So I feel like it would not make sense without the context that we already have. Yeah, well... Because we were raised to believe that these, you know, these things are real. God is real. All of this is real. This is your basic understanding of Christianity. So we're already going into it with that mindset. And I feel like at that time, mm -hmm. like they don't know the future... Most of them don't know the past of what, what's happened, like where he's been and what he's discussed in other places and the conversations between him and his disciples, you know? Well, I mean, if he still so. has the multitudes following him, then there would still be just a... a they're going to intermingle and tell stories of whatever he said on other nights too, kind of thing. That, that is true. 
I don't put a lot of stock in in hearsay. I, yeah. Personally. But it wouldn't just be like a. I don't know what society was like then, though. I, I don't think it would have just been <laughs> flat, like we've never heard of you. I mean, I'm sure there will be some people I, that are like, who is this guy and what's he going on about? I don't think it's that they haven't heard no. of him. I think it's that they don't have the additional context of him. I think they know who he is, but they don't necessarily have the same understandings because even if they know the stories, they've been told the things. It's not something that they studied and were like raised on. It's not like I I almost see it as kind of a political thing. Like like when when there's an election, I'm I'm looking into the the politicians that are running and I'm looking into their their history, how they reacted, mm-hmm. responded and, you know, did all of these events, what their stances were as far back as possible because I want all of those different accounts because you can't have an understanding of somebody you've never met without several accounts. And so, yeah, people are sharing stories, but nobody can really have a good full understanding, Mm -hmm. especially without internet, without all the books that we have now, (laughs) the different texts and scripts that we have now. I don't know. Just my thoughts. I feel like I didn't gain anything new from Luke. He summed up pretty much everything that was, you know, the the, the main parables, I guess, that were talked about mm-hmm. in a very short section. So, yeah, because it was Luke 8, 4 to 18. Yeah, so. uh, he just, yeah, he only has the sower and, like, the explanation. Oh. And the lamp. He talked about the okay, lamp. Yeah, he, freaking lamp because he likes the light stuff Um, yeah i had a okay but i was after he talked about the lamp yeah it was 8 17 i was kind of confused on what his meaning is by it what was your 17 uh my 17 for nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light it sounds like it's just saying you're not going to hide anything from me Here's my study note for uh, my Bible, 19 to 18. Okay. If believers do not hide the light they have heard, but proclaim it for others to see, then what is hidden will be made manifest, and what is secret will come to light. Jesus is ultimately speaking about the final judgment, the proclamation of gospel ministry. In this age are like a lamp. It illuminates and drives away darkness areas for the final judgment. The one who already has a knowledge of God's word will understand better, will be, uh, more will be given. Whereas the one who does not listen carefully, there's too many parentheses mm-hmm. in this trying to explain <laughs> stupid things. It's too much. <laughs> um, whereas the one who does not listen carefully will lose even, even what he has heard. So the people who are listening and not, and, and talking about it, even if others come to faith because of that, that doesn't mean that they can't lose that faith that they had by not living it. Huh. That was a weird way to explain it, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. My point of... Uh, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Mm, that's okay. It was <laughs> It was just a weird verse. Like, yeah, you gotta... Because it was just... Like, I mean, if you're gonna be this, this good thing, you gotta, you gotta go do it. But then you can't hide, have anything. You can't hide anything, and... Nothing will be secret, so the fruit of your actions will be made known. People will see. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Something I find interesting is uh, there's in all of them. It kind of goes on about like, okay, this is Jesus explaining like mystery of the world, like these mysteries. And Matt and Luke, they are more just like how the world works. Kind of, it's just something they didn't really realize before, like the filling in the gaps of the Old Testament. He's reinterpreting the prophets, whatnot. Mark, my my note for that says that he was um, possibly adding pagan traditions into the religion there, where it's needing to know the answer to mysteries in it interesting and it makes me wonder like okay who is writing the notes for mark and they seem very different than matt and luke like why why are we getting different information i like it yeah i do too that's really cool because i i know that christianity adopted a lot of pagan traditions over the years for many reasons primarily to convert pagans mm. but but i mean he's that's an interesting case of that uh, yeah they're, they're claiming that okay jesus was doing that at that time that was the purpose for that yeah. like well we've reached these people let's reach some more people what else do we need to do yeah that's intriguing mm. i don't know very much about paganism on that side of the world mm. i um i study mostly european stuff st- places where my family's from yeah. because i don't want to I don't want to be oppressing anybody's culture. <laughs> Doesn't mean I shouldn't learn about it. Just some practices are not mine. Okay, to but who's? It's still we're 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 jumbling a lot of areas because this is also is this pagan from the Greek area, pagan from the Middle Eastern area, pagan coming up from Africa. Where's this pagan from? That, I, I mean, that's a good point. I kind of just was sticking to the the yeah. Middle Eastern area, I guess. I don't know very much of Middle Eastern pagan practices. I feel like growing up, or beliefs. a lot of times pagans were supposed to be, they were, they were taught that they were like the pagans of like the Greeks, the people who believed that set of gods. But yet, at the same time, they want to get like the the European pagan image in you because, you know, that's bad. Remember, yeah, pagans are bad. Yeah. And when you think of Greek people, you don't really think of bad. Yeah, totally. I mean, honestly, that's a really great example because we we talk so much about this like the the greek and the roman gods and they're they're i don't know we we romanticize it very much in society but it's not thought of as the same as germanic paganism Mm -hmm. that is like holy fuck why are you worshiping the devil you're going to hell you heathen i don't get it no I don't get why there's that difference. Maybe uh, it's because all political war and Greece, were, yeah, just yeah, empire just taking over, gotta spread their religion, keep control of people, whatever. Yeah, they had they had the money. They were they had art, art beauty, <laughs> and Germany, Germanic paganism had Vikings and pillaging, genocide. I mean, I mean not just the pagans. So that did, was everybody. Yeah, so did the Jews. I know, but I'm not talking about the Jews. I'm talking about talking about pagans and why the Romans and Greeks were romanticized over the Germanic, Scottish, Celtic, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Not surprised. Oh, I think when you were talking about like the the fruit of the things of the wheat and all oh, that, yeah. and Matthew or whatever. I think Marx was even weirder about how he went through it in verses 26 to 29 it's it's right after he does like the candle stuff and 
and the hearing, and he's talking about this, and it just feels like he's Jesus is not actually making sense anymore right now. Okay, I can see how that's weird, but it still makes sense. Yeah? Yeah. Because, like, the the blade of the wheat, um, the the ear is the, the shape, like the, mm-hmm. you know, that top part. <laughs> okay, but why is it in so much detail about, it's just describing how the plant's going to grow up. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Like, what does this have to do with anything? This is this is the thing that I want answers on, but it's not anything. It just takes time. Yeah, it. I mean, that feels like a great spot to be, you know, using metaphors, similes, ana- not similes, analogies. Um, because you could make the first blade be something or an aspect of this, and you can make the ear growing be a part of this but with it just just telling you how the plant's growing that's that's fucking yeah so i mean this is this is the secret one and if we don't have this wasn't broken down like the other ones so we're not allowed to get into his his pagan cult we can't figure out why he's describing how that it takes time for a thing to grow slowly that's some bullshit (laughs) i want to be part of jesus's pagan yeah but so yeah i mean some of these are easy to figure out and some of them are like what? yeah yeah he's a weird dude man that jesus guy i just um i just peeked ahead to verse 53 three because i saw the 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 title of that section and it's called jesus rejected at nazareth in which book and oh i'm sorry matthew oh. um right at the end like because we stopped at 52 and then 53 goes into how he was rejected yeah, no, I had accidentally read that as well, so I know. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, but I mean, that'll be like a next. I just feel like that goes into what we were talking about, trying to determine the people or friends or family in, in reference to that first section. There. Yeah. Because that makes me feel pretty confident in what we kind of came to the conclusion of, that it's like the people of his hometown, but not necessarily his followers. Because mm-hmm. like they know him. They, they know all of these things about him. He grew up there, but they're like, holy shit, dude, you've gone off the deep end. All these parables. <laughs> yeah, from 53 to, to okay. 58 on that. Yeah, I, did, I just read 53 uh-huh. just now, but okay. yeah. I, I think that, that that has a little bit more to it, but it is. It is oh, I, I, I figure there's going to be more, but that it, it just, the way that this scene is being set up mm-hmm. makes me think that that was a correct understanding of the people who are trying to seize mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. But yeah, after all the parable, like we, we had it in in the the harmony, the gospels that his family thought it was crazy before, but Luke has a family who's crazy after all these parables. <clears throat> okay, that 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 makes a little more sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make a lot more sense. Because <laughs> I mean, you, you know. One of your family members, you know, just up and leaves one day. And then the next time you see them, they are just surrounded by people following them. Like, to the point where they can't even eat. Mm -hmm. And they're just spouting a bunch of what seems like nonsense. Yeah. I'd be very concerned. I'd be deeply concerned. Oh, yeah. Like, what the hell are you getting yourself into right now? Do you fucking know what you're doing? And he just had to keep like, yep, yep, I've gotten too far and I need to keep going. I can't stop now. Yep. No turning back. Like someone's going to kill me either way. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. He was like, at least I'm going to commit the tenacity on that man. 
Jesus, the tenacious. <laughs> tenacious J. <Jay. laughs> I mean, yeah, closing the Bible. Yeah. I already put mine back on its and shelf. There you go. <laughs> Yay. So, wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you want to what do we need to mention? What do we need to Um, I think we can give our favorite or biggest takeaway. All right. What was your biggest takeaway? Oh, crap. My biggest takeaway. Favorite. You know what would be a good idea? Something's a big... What? I don't crumble it up. I save it. Because oh. <laughs> now I'm like... There you go. <laughs> I don't think it was any of like the lessons of a parable. I think the biggest takeaway is just how committed Jesus is trying to do, no matter what level of sneaky he needs. So yeah. that makes me wonder the the future more of like okay yeah maybe he he will get Saul Paul like yeah this happened yeah I I I'm kind of on the same alignment with you there similar I guess but yeah seeing I feel another side of Jesus in this one um, or more of a side that we've already seen a little bit of before I think was really interesting and the whole realization of this pyramid scheme that is a religion (laughs) and and the depth of that Mm -hmm. my goodness i just it didn't click in that sense to me i mean but it's you you get a lot more with this one though Mm -hmm. the other one i mean you you get that when he's telling his disciples what they need to do he's this is his first initiates like yay i finally i was been at this for a year and finally i have 12 people i sold this to (laughs) Uh huh. See, I think, I think I was thinking more along the lines of this is the starting of a cult. Yeah. At that point, now I'm just like, well, yes, it's a cult, but this is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Full stop. I mean, what's the difference? Um, I think a pyramid scheme is a cult, but a cult isn't always a pyramid scheme. Why not? Um, probably because I don't have enough information on cults. No. Okay. I, yeah, because I, I mean, I think it's a big thing that a lot of cult leaders are, you know, the head, there's a a tiered system, like, like in a pyramid scheme. But I don't know that that's always the case. I do think that there are some where it's very even playing ground, playing field, but it really depends on the nature of the cult. It's kind of like squares and rectangles, you know? (laughs) Well, guys... You can join in our discussion instead of just listening to us talk about it. You can check us out on Twitter at The Hybel Study. That's T-H-E-H-I-B-L-E-S-T-U-D-Y. Because it gets different once you go to Instagram. Where you can also talk with us and interact and make silly jokes about our memes with us. At The Hybel Study. T-H-E-H-I-G-H-B-L-E-S-T-U-D-Y. So check us out on our social media. I would really love to interact with you guys more. We are on Reddit as well. You can find our community, which is The High Priest. Also, check out our shop. I am pretty sure you guys are sick of hearing about it by now, (laughs) but I'm going to say it one more time. Check us out. We have shop.thehighpriest.show. Really, you can just get so, all the stuff from our link tree. Yeah, it's true. You, you, you can just go to our link to tree. remember this, but if you want to, go for it. Yes. Your <laughs> easiest bet is just to go to thehighpriest.show, and all of this will be there. Oh, crap. I don't think I have the store on there yet. 
you gotta get that yeah, store on there. I, I put that out. Like, <laughs> I was publishing. Like, yep, I need to do that. Oh, fair enough. I thought about that at one point too, and then I was gonna go look, and I forgot to do that right now. <laughs> yeah. So go check out the shop. Mm-hmm. We also, while well, I've got you here, <laughs> we're gonna be gone for a couple weeks here. Um, I think we mentioned a couple episodes ago we're going to Cosmic Kingdom, and I'm very excited. But that said, we aren't going to have the time for recording while we're preparing and getting ready for that. So we will be back soon. We're going on a little hiatus. It would be super awesome if we saw some of you there um, rocking some of your High Priest merch. (laughs) But yeah, hang in there. We will be back. That's a good spot to close it. It was just like a, yeah, see you, pals. Yeah. Catch you later.